chapter six of the fire people by ray cummings this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva miela the girl stood quiet beside the tree watching alan as he tied up his boat she continued smiling alan stood up and faced her he wondered what he should say whether she could understand him any better than he could her you speak english he began hesitantly the girl did not answer at once she seemed to be trying to divine his meaning then she waved her hand a curious movement which he took to be a gesture of negation her broadening smile disclosing teeth that were small even and very white at this closer view alan could see she was apparently about twenty years old as time is reckoned on earth her body was very slender gracefully rounded yet with an appearance of extreme fragility her slenderness and the long sleek wings behind made her appear taller than she really was actually she was about the height of a normal woman of our own race her legs were covered by a pair of trousers of some silky fabric grayish-blue in color her bare feet were encased in sandals the golden cords of which crossed her insteps and wound about her ankles fastening down the lower hems of the trousers a silken gray-blue scarf was wound about her waist crossing in front it passed up over her breast and shoulders crossing again between the wings behind and descending to the waist her hair was a smooth glossy black it was parted in the middle covered her ears and came forward over each shoulder the plates were bound tightly around with silken cords each was fastened to her body in two places at the waist and where the plate ended the outside of the trouser leg just above the knee her skin was cream-colored smooth in texture and with a delicate flush of red beneath the surface her eyes were black her face small and oval with a delicately pointed chin there was nothing remarkable about her features except that they were extraordinarily beautiful but and this point alan noticed at once there was in her expression in the delicacy of her face a spiritual look that he had never seen in a woman before it made him trust her and even then i think love her too such was the strange girl as alan saw her that morning standing beside the tree on the bank of the little florida bayou i can't talk your language said alan he realized it was a silly thing to say but his smile answered hers and he went forward until he was standing close beside her she did not appear so tall now for he towered over her the strength and bigness of his frame making hers seem all the frailer by contrast he held out his hand the girl looked at it puzzled won't you shake hands he said and then he realized that too was a silly remark she wrinkled up her forehead in thought then with a sudden comprehension she laughed a soft little ripple of laughter 
and placed her hand awkwardly in his as he released her hand she reached hers forward and brushed it lightly against his cheek alan understood that was her form of greeting then she spread her wings and curtsied low making as charming a picture he thought as he had ever seen in his life as she straightened up her eyes laughed into his and again she spoke a few soft words wholly unintelligible then she pointed toward the sun which was still low over the horizon and then to the silver object lying back near the centre of the island i know said alan mercury the girl repeated his last word immediately enunciating it almost perfectly then she laid her hand upon her breast saying miela alan he answered indicating himself the girl laughed delightedly repeating the word several times then she took him by the hand and made him understand that she wished to lead him back into the island they started off and then alan noticed a curious thing she walked as though weighted to the ground by some invisible load she did not raise her feet normally but dragged them like a diver who walks on land in his heavily weighted iron shoes after a few steps she spread her wings and flapping them slowly was able to get along better although it was obvious that she could not lift her body off the ground to fly for a moment alan was puzzled then he understood the force of gravity on earth was too great for the power of her muscles which were developed only to meet the pull of mercury a very much smaller planet the girl was so exceedingly frail alan judged she did not weigh here on earth much over a hundred pounds but even that he could see was too much for her she could not fly and it was only by the aid of her wings that she was able to walk with anything like his own freedom of movement he made her understand somehow that he comprehended her plight then after a time he put his left arm about her waist she spread the great red wings out behind him the right one passing over his shoulder and in this fashion they went forward more easily the girl kept constantly talking and gesturing she seemed remarkably intelligent and even then at the very beginning of their acquaintanceship she made alan understand that she intended to learn his language indeed she seemed concerned about little else and she went about her task systematically and with an ability that amazed him as they walked forward she kept continually stooping to touch objects on the ground a stick a handful of sand a woodland flower or a palmetto leaf or again she would indicate articles of his clothing or his features in each case alan gave her the english word and in each case she repeated it after him once she stopped stock still and with astonishing rapidity and accuracy rattled off the whole list some fifteen or twenty words altogether pointing out each object as she enunciated the word alan understood then and he found out afterward it was the case that the girl's memory was extraordinarily retentive far more retentive than is the case with any normal earth person 
he discovered also a little later that her intuitive sense was highly developed she seemed in many instances to divine his meaning quite apart from his words or the gestures which often were unintelligible to her with which he accompanied them after a time they reached the mercutian vehicle it was a cubical box with a pyramid-shaped top some thirty feet square at the base and evidently constructed of metal a gleaming white nearer like silver than anything else alan could think of he saw that it had a door on the side facing him and several little slit-like windows covered by a thick transparent substance which might have been glass as they got up close to it alan expected the girl's companions to come out his heart beat faster suddenly he raised his voice and shouted hello inside the girl looked startled then she smiled and made the negative gesture with her hand alan understood then that she was alone they went inside the vehicle it was dark in there alan could make out little but after a moment his eyes grew accustomed to the darkness he noticed first that the thing was very solidly constructed he expected to see some complicated mechanism but there was little or nothing of the kind so far as he could make out in the darkness in this first hurried inspection fastened to one wall was an apparatus which he judged was for the making of oxygen he looked around for batteries and for electric lights but could see nothing of the kind all this time alan's mind had been busily trying to puzzle out the mystery of the girl's presence here alone evidently she came in the most friendly spirit and thus quite evidently her mission whatever it was must be very different from that of the invaders who had landed almost simultaneously in wyoming whatever it was that had brought her whatever her purpose he realized it must be important the girl even now seemed making no effort to show or explain anything to him but continued plying him with questions that gave her the english words of everything about them that she could readily indicate alan knew then that she must have something important to communicate something that she wanted to say as quickly as possible and he knew that she realized the only way was for her to learn his language which she was doing with the least possible loss of time and with an utter disregard of everything else that might have obtruded alan decided then to take the girl back home with him indeed it had never been in his mind to do anything else and let beth care for her meanwhile he would do everything he could to help her get the knowledge necessary to make known what it was that had brought her from mercury that she had some direct connection with the wyoming invaders he did not doubt alan had just reached this decision when the girl made him realize that she had the same thought in mind she pointed around the room and then to herself and he knew that she was insisting upon a general word to include all her surroundings finally alan answered house after pointing to him she waved her hand vaguely toward the country outside the open doorway and he understood she was asking where his house was alan's decision was given promptly we'll go there he said he put his arm about her and started out 
by the way she immediately responded he knew she understood and that it was what she wished to do they got back to alan's launch in a few moments he seated her in the stern of the boat where she half reclined with her wings spread out a little behind her so assiduous was she and so facile in her task of learning english that before she would let him start the motor she had learned the names of many of the new objects in sight and several verbs connected with his actions of the moment there was a large tarpaulin in the launch and this alan wrapped about the girl's shoulders he did not want her vivid red wings to be seen by anyone as they passed down the bayou finally they started off professor newland's home was some three miles from the village of bay head on the shore of a large bay which opened into the gulf of mexico the bayou down which they were heading flowed into this bay near where the house stood their home was quite isolated alan thought with satisfaction there was no other habitation nearer than bay head except a few negro shacks with the girl's wings covered he could take her home and keep her there in absolute seclusion without causing any comment that might complicate things on the way down the bayou the girl showed extreme interest in everything about her she seemed to have no fear trusting alan implicitly in his guidance and protection of her in this strange world she continued her questions she laughed frequently with almost a childlike freedom from care only once or twice he noticed as some thought occurred to her the laughter died away her face suddenly sobered and a far-away misty look came into her beautiful eyes alan sat close beside her in the stern steering the launch and occasionally pulling the tarpaulin back on to her shoulders when it threatened to slip off because of her impetuous gestures they saw only a few negroes as they passed down the bayou and these paid no particular attention to them within an hour alan had the girl safely inside the bungalow and was introducing her with excited explanations to his astonished father and sister who were just at that moment sitting down to breakfast End of chapter six